we've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com. Factor Bullcrap. Okay. Movie. Movie sequels. Sequel edition. Seems Wayne's like that's all they're making is sequels now. Wayne's World 2 and Sister Act 2 both hit theaters 25 years ago today. They could have done without Wayne's World 2. I didn't remember they did at Wayne's World 2. It was the one where they put on the concert and Aerosmith showed up and oh, played. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right. Chris Farley was like a yeah. bouncer. Yeah, it just it didn't work out so well. Sister Act 2, uh, Back in the Habit, I think it was called. Okay. That was the one where he said, don't bite the donut to know it's sweet, and me and Donut laughed. Uh, Airplane 2 came out on this day 36 years ago. There's another one they could have done yeah. without. Uh, so, of course, today the topic is movie sequel, Shaw, starting okay. with Star Wars. Number one. Oh, boy. The, <laughs> the first Star Wars sequel was Return of the Jedi. Is that fact or is that bullcrap? See, I, this, I, I get confused. I told you this by prequel, sequel, da, da, da. But I, from my recollection, the second Star Wars movie that came to theaters was the uh, Empire Strikes Back. So I will say bullcrap. Hoo-ah. Empire Strikes Back was the first sequel, The Return of the Jedi, then three prequels, followed by the current sequels in standalone yeah, see, films. Yeah. Yeah. On that, Solo. That and, one's yeah. really hard. The hell of a franchise, Shaw. <laughs> Fact of Bullcrap Movie Sequel Edition, The Silence of the Lambs was a sequel. Is that Fact or Bullcrap? No, they, no, made, they made a sequel no, to it. That's true, but, actually, uh, Shaw. It's true. Okay, yeah. fact. Hoo-ha. Movie called Manhunter back in 1986. Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter. Really? And a remake of it with Anthony Hopkins called Red Dragon came out in 2002. Nice job, Shaw. Well, you took Jean's advice. Yeah, and that one I just ha- I happened to know that there was, weird... that was, yeah, that huh, it was I did not know way that. more popular than the ones that came before it. Yeah, but I mean, it was... Silence of the Lambs, obviously, with uh, Agent Starling, uh, yep. a.k.a. Jodie Foster. And then there was... Um, several sequels uh, from that, but uh, Manhunter apparently was the original. Huh. Reginald Vell Johnson played Sergeant Al Powell in Die Hard, the main cop who helps John McClane from outside the building, but he hasn't appeared in any of the sequels. Is that fact or bullcrap? I think he has. I'll say bullcrap. Also in Die Hard 2, McClane calls him from the airport to get a fax. He's at his desk opening up a Twinkie. <laughs> You're peeing in somebody's pool. Oh, at an airport, huh? Uh, don't make, don't get a start, oh, man. It's coming. I'll just tell you right now. Uh, question number four. So far, you're perfect, Shaw. FYI. This one, I... Yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwolf. I have no idea. Made over $400 million in theaters. Is that fact or bullcrap? I'm praying that that's bullcrap. That's probably not. Uh, and you don't understand 400 the, million? the power of the, the chipmunks. chipmunks? $220 million in the U.S. plus another $224 million oh, internationally. Oh, I didn't know you were counting internationally. The original made about the same in the U.S. but didn't go so well overseas. Hmm. So much for Mr. Perfect over there. Oh, yeah. Last one, Shaw. Factor Bullcrap movie sequel edition. There's a sequel to A Christmas Story. Ralphie, Red yeah. Rider, BB Gun, Fred Gile. <laughs> the sequel is called My Summer Story. Is that Factor Bullcrap? I'm going to say bullcrap. Even I didn't know this one. It came out in 1994. The original title was It Runs in the Family, but they changed it to My Summer Story. Kieran Culkin plays Ralphie. Oh boy. Charles Grodin and Mary Steenburgen are his parents, okay. and it bombed. It yeah. cost about $15 million to make it. it only brought terrible. in $71 yeah, it 
Only brought in seventy one grand at the box office. Oh my office. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> there is a Christmas story too, as well. Uh, that came out a couple of years ago. It stars uh, Shooter McGavin as the dad, oh. the guy who played Shooter McGavin uh-huh. from uh, Happy Gilmore. So, so there you go. Just Shaw. leave well enough alone. You know what I mean? I mean, if a movie's good, that doesn't mean it needs to be remade because yeah. it's probably going to be a disappointment. Yeah. You can't improve on a classic. There's just no way around it. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. This guy is so busy this time of year, Shaw. Him and his dog. He's got a lot of places to be and a lot of things to say. That's true. Decent meme out there now that maybe you wouldn't be such a Grinch if you didn't sing songs about hating his ass every five minutes. <laughs> Grinch is busy, though, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on Twitter. He's so busy, he's got a tweet. So see, uh, these are some of the top tweets from the Grinch. The Grinch hitting Twitter. I hope none of these tweets ruin my chance at hosting the Oscars. <laughs> no, I think that job's still open. <laughs> Grinch tweets here on the Morning Sickness. So yeah, I tried vegan roast beast. And let's just say I'm not evolving on everything. No. Right. My heart grew. It doesn't mean my taste buds need to. Speaking of that, just came from the doctor. Turns out your heart growing three sizes in one day is not a good thing. It's not normal. <laughs> These are some tweets from the Grinch. Thanks to my, uh, oh, anyone ever stopped to think that the reason I'm so miserable is because there's no Grinchettes? <laughs> Good point. It's just him and his dog, Max. Yeah. What's he got up there? And well, do, doesn't all the garbage cool equipment and stuff. Doesn't all the garbage go up there from Whoville? Isn't that the deal with so, the Jim man. Carrey movie? All the garbage yeah, goes up there? Right. Grinch tweets here on the morning sickness. What you don't see in the movie is that after I returned all the gifts, I wrote it off on my taxes as a charitable donation. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Smart. Donald Duck may have gone jacket, had no pants first, but I wore it better. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Looks Don- better on me. I still refer to it as Donald Ducking it, though. Hmm. You're walking around with a shirt and no, no pants, pants on, Shaw. That's Donald Don- Ducking it? Yeah, it's not Grinching it. I always- Sorry, Grinch. Some more of the uh, Grinch tweets here on the Morning Sickness. Who wants to come to my cave and try out my 39 and a half foot stripper pole? <laughs> that was the pole they were talking about, huh? Yeah, see, just repurpose it, Shaw. I'm just Oscar the Grouch without a unibrow. Hashtag confessions. <laughs> and the I garbage they look can. Similar. A couple more of the uh, top tweets from the Grinch here on the morning sickness. Don't worry, I'm planning to steal those red demon trees Melania put up. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Grinch. They were all red. They're like not even just a sprinkling of well, red. Well, that was whole like... room it was full of red ones, yeah. And uh, last tweet from the Grinch uh, here on the morning sickness as he's uh, very busy this time of year. Hashtag green lives matter. Green oh, lives matter. They just wanted you to know that. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that one in a while. Either of them. The animated one or the uh, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey one. Mm-hmm. You forget how good he is at that, though. Oh. I mean, if there's anybody that could play that, it just, it's got that great combination of funny, but yet really, truly scary at <laughs> some yeah. points. You're like, you're creepy. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. I'm not sure there's anything that would make me RSVP no to a wedding faster than this. There's a woman who's getting married in Hawaii next year, and she sent out a Facebook message to her guests. So on top of having to pay for your travel to go to Hawaii, she's got more requirements. Yes. Okay. And the uh, her list of requirements uh, made its way onto Reddit, and then it went viral. Uh, she set a dress code for her guests based on their weight. Uh... 
women under 160 pounds are supposed to wear a green velvet sweater, orange suede pants, <laughs> a particular kind of red bottom hoodies, and a Burberry scarf. That is a hell of a mix. There, women green, over 160 you should wear a black sweater, black pants, and black heels. Uh, men under 200 pounds are supposed to wear a purple fuzzy jacket and all white sneakers. What is this, a joker? I, I don't know. And she said she wanted them each of the guests to spend at least $1,000 on her wardrobe. Uh, their wardrobe, I should say. Anyway, word got back to the bride that her post was going viral. Now she says she's planning to make all of the guests take a polygraph test to figure out the snitch who told Oh, my this. gosh. That woman. Yeah, get, bridezilla uh, to the max. Everybody yeah. leave. You're Nobody not only gonna go. Lose, you're not only going to not have a good wedding, you're going to lose all your friends right. for being a complete you-know-what. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're not, are you really friends with people? <laughs> when you invite to your wedding? I hope so. Well, well, yeah, but, when you're requiring your friends to spend a $1,000? Well, maybe not on her end, but these people that are, you know, her friend or assume they are, and they're like, no. Her husband-to-be's friends? Or, yes. Dude, I don't know if I'd marry her. I'd be like, what the hell is yeah, wrong with you? Exactly. Like, I, I get it. You have your dream wedding, and you don't want to, but come on, man. Well, what the people are wearing that are going to it, it matters not. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think the bride can have some control over what the bridesmaids wear and sure. things like that, but not wedding guests themselves. Just buy some mannequins and dress them up because right. ain't nobody coming to your right. wedding, exactly. lady. Those are your new friends. Yeah. Make friends with some, you know. Oh, and their Burberry scarves are lovely, aren't make they? Make friends with some rescue dogs. You know, because you ain't getting regular people wow. to come to your wedding. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Oh! Talking to you earlier, Shaw, about how I, I've I've found myself sort of being more in a festive. Yeah, it's unusual for you. I don't know what it is. I mean, I I love watching movies. That's no a no brainer. Everybody knows that. But this year in particular, I've I've sort of leaned more towards holiday movies as opposed to just whatever I feel like watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what I so have. You don't normally watch Christmas movies, but this year you are. I mean, I'll watch them if they're on. I don't know. But here's the difference. Like this year we cut cable, right? So we just have uh, apps and things, you know, so I have to search out what okay. I'm going to watch as opposed to just turning sure. on the TV and there's something on. Um, but this year I've, I've found that ever since Thanksgiving, I have really had a desire to watch Christmas movies. Hmm. I don't know why. I have no idea. Do you have a box of tissues handy? Do you weep when you're alone? No, I don't cry at Christmas movies. Okay. Only uh, Armageddon. Right. Harry, you the man. Uh, <laughs> a uh, survey of more than 1,200 Americans. They were given 20 different Christmas movies and TV specials and asked to name their favorites. So okay. it's not like they had unlimited choices or just throwing out uh, options. They had uh, a limit of 20. And uh, top 12, uh, number one, a tie between Ralphie. Mm-hmm. And It's a Wonderful Life. Both classics. Yeah, Christmas Story and A Wonderful Life, uh, tying at number one for the most popular, according to this uh, survey of 1,200 Americans that were given, again, only 20 different movies and specials to choose from. Next up at number uh, two, uh, a tie between Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. Vacation, yeah, that had to be yep. on the list. Yep. Again, uh, Home Alone. I watched Home Alone, too, actually. My, my <laughs> wife had it on the other day, and I... So I watched it. It was just on, and I, I didn't, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily choose to watch sure. that one. And I know it is. But a you Christmas. didn't walk away. No, I, well, because I was, I was working on a computer, or whatever, and it was on. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. But uh, that one, I just sort of, it's, I didn't really, it wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. So I can appreciate why people like it, but at the same time, I just it never really did it for me. Uh, Four way tie at number three. A lot of ties here. Yeah. Uh, Elf. No big surprise there. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm assuming that's the original, the yep, uh, animated one. 
Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, that's an old one there. The black and white one mm-hmm. where uh, he had, uh, didn't he have to convince the court that he was. It really was Santa Claus, yeah. That's my wife. She's so funny. She's like, you know, this is actually pretty accurate in terms of how it would go down in the court. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, would you just. Stop? The lawyer speaks. Huh? Uh, and uh, Red, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at uh, number three with the, t- the four-way tie between Elf, The Grinch, Miracle on 34th Street, and Rudolph. Again, not necessarily feature-length movies, but uh, Christmas holiday specials uh, along with movies. And uh, four-way tie at number four. Again, Charlie Brown Christmas, okay. which is racist. You can't watch it anymore. <laughs> A Christmas Carol. I guess I don't know which one that is. That's the haunting by the ghosts of Christmas present, past, and future. Yeah, is that the... Uh, I don't know which of them. There are many movies that were made with that title. I don't know which one, but... Uh, the Polar Express. That was pretty good. People like that one based on the book, right? There was a book, mm-hmm. and then they, uh, the kid gets the bell. He's got to bring yep. the bell to Santa. He loses his bell or something like that. Mm-hmm. And cr- he didn't believe in Christmas, and then he did. And... Uh, <laughs> Kind of surprising to see this one on there, even though I know it's kind of a cult favorite. A lot of people, especially uh, Fish's wife, Becky, she loves this one. Nightmare Before Christmas uh, Mm, in that four-way tie. Yeah, the Tim Burton one. Is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Uh, Die Hard, not a... I was going to say, no Die Hard on the list. Yeah, yeah. A great debate whether that actually is is. a Christmas movie. I don't care what Bruce Willis says. I've said it before. It isn't a Christmas movie. You know, you can say that. That's fine. But uh, look... The movie is, uh, the, the timeline in the movie is Christmas, right? Yeah, He's yeah. out there for a Christmas party. True enough. Uh, they're having a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, he writes ho, ho, ho on the guy's sweatshirt. I mean, you know, the Christmas tape on his back, the wrapping mm-hmm. tape to hold the gun at the end. Uh, it just, it, it's a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. Okay. It's action and it's awesome. And it's, but it's not on the list. It should be. But uh, there you go. So and this is just a survey of 1,200 people, and they only gave him 20 options. So uh, for some reason, they didn't throw Die Hard in there, but. Dougie G was uh, on our Facebook letting us know that uh, Die Hard is his favorite. He used some expletives as well. <laughs> Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. And Jimmy Dean's sausage links oh, oh. are being recalled oh. because they may contain metal. Nearly 30,000 pounds of the frozen, ready-to-eat pork and poultry sausage links... What size are they? ...are being recalled. 12 ounce or 16 ounce? I don't know, but five people complain they found pieces of metal inside their sausage links. Uh, The items were produced and packaged on August 4th Uh of this year, so... I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five. On a little 12 ounce roll of sausage. Can't do it, Shaw. Nope. I don't mind paying you more money. I'm paying. 16 ounce roll of sausage. But you don't have it anymore. You don't have it anymore. You got a 12 ounce roll. And you got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece. 600 pounds. A woman that's a little plump. A little plump. Scotch girl. Scotch girl. And a daughter. Daughter. 13. And you're going to try to take a 12 ounce roll of sausage. And a couple of dozen eggs. A couple of dozen eggs. It ain't going to work. A couple of steaks in there, too, I think. It's all right, done. Anymore or ever again. I gotta be honest. I want to have breakfast at that guy's house. It sounds like a delicious a bounty of food, bountiful uh, buffet smorgasbord of of food. And uh, of course, that did not end there. As that gentleman very un- unhappy with the missing four ounces, which, in the grand scheme of things, is four ounces going to make that much of a difference to those that many people and that much weight? And as far as your sixteen ounce of maple and sage, I don't eat that. I'm Southern not man. North. I'm a Texas man. Texas, Texas man. man. Jimmy Dean sausage. Is for southern people. Southern to eat people. With the breakfast with the goddamn geekeroid. And the T bone steak. And the T bone steak. And I can see going to a little 12 ounce package 
to feed. I want to eat, goddammit. <laughs> and I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. Uh-oh. Oh. I'd sure like a reply, and I'd sure like you to go back to your 16-ounce package on your regular sausage because I'm not going to buy it otherwise. Oh. Ever again, I'll just have my own sausage made like I used to 30-something like yeah. years ago. It's not as tasty as yours is. But it'll work. It'll, it'll work. work. Goodbye. Get the job done. I don't think he's done yet. Twelve ounce goddamn roll of sausage is supposed to feed your brother and me, me and you, six hundred pounds of men. I want to eat, goddamn it. At least <laughs> get my point. And the two girls, and they put it in that <laughs> roll of sausage. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> somebody needs a <laughs> kick. Some little consumer geek of roll. Fuck this up. Saving money. Saving money. Save money. Yeah. Save, save money. Save money. Right. I want to eat, goddamn. <laughs> I never knew four ounces of Jimmy Dean Makes sausage that much difference. made that much difference right. to someone's life, but apparently it does to that guy. I Maybe love they that. could cut back on their portion sizes, perhaps. Hey, man, have, have at it. Do whatever you're doing. But seriously, do you know how much four ounces is? That's like two shot glasses. Right. Come on, man. It's one sausage patty. It's not going to make that much of a difference. It's four friggin' ounces, dude. Good Lord. Best customer service call of all time, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He got I, his point across. I don't know if I can remember another one that I've ever heard where it's, it's, I mean, he's very. It's spot on. It's very well worded. Yeah. Uh, passionate. Passionate. It's a lot of emotion there. Yeah. yeah he was uh, direct, you know, yeah. didn't, didn't veer didn't off. words. Nope. And uh, got us, you know, he really did get his point across there. Let him know. You know, we should do some follow up and find out, has Jimmy D now resumed production of a 16 ounce sausage roll? I, yeah. Perhaps this call made a difference. Maybe it did. I'll have to look next time I'm mm-hmm. at the grocery store shop. Maybe they offer both the 12 and the right. 16. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Are you doing any traveling? Are you staying here? For the holidays? Yeah. Yeah, we're staying here. Yeah, not going to... Are your parents coming back from Arizona? No, or? no, no. No? All right. God Smart. Damn. Smart. A lot of people travel, though, obviously, during mm-hmm. the holiday season. Shaw, here are some tips for traveling oh, okay. during the holiday season. You know, if you're going to be on the road or in the air. I want you to stay safe. Yeah, you got to be safe. You got to watch out. There's a lot of stuff out there. That's true. Here are some tips for traveling during the holiday season. Okay. Here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. When driving on the highway, remember, stay in the right lane. The left lane is for me. Oh, nice. Right, Shaw? Yeah. As long as you're going fast enough to warrant. Know those people you call family? Yep. Make them drive separately. I'll see you at Grandma's. Top tips for traveling during the holiday season. Get to the airport early so you can share a couple of drinks with your pilot. Oh, no, thank you. Maybe he'll buy. Yeah. Tips for traveling during the holiday season. If possible, Shaw, leave the kids at home. Always a good call. They are very resourceful. Can fight off burglars single-handedly if necessary. I saw it on TV, so you know it's true. Absolutely. Remember, your wife's in the car. Play dumb when the local hookers call out your name. <laughs> hey, baby. What's up, Shaw? How you doing? <laughs> I don't know you. I've never seen that woman before. I don't know who you are. Get away from my car, skank. <laughs> Top tips uh, for traveling during the holiday season. Near, uh, neatly label your medication so it doesn't actually get mixed up with your party drugs. Yeah, that's right. That could be trouble. trouble. Make sure you got them separated. Mm-hmm. Get one of them pill separator things. That's right. I'm getting close to that, man. I got like, a few pills I take in the morning. And I'm here's like, your Tuesday pills. Here's your uh, Wednesday pills. Yeah, getting close. Top tips for traveling during the holiday season. Leave your lights on at home. That way, when the burglars look in your windows, they can clearly see you're not there. You're not there, right? <laughs> sure. Makes life easy for them. Yeah. 
If you find yourself on some icy roads, Shaw, this one is key. This is okay. a really good one because this happens a lot. Yep. If you find yourself on any icy roads, be sure you drive as fast as possible to minimize the time you're on those icy roads. <laughs> right, Shaw? I've never heard that advice, but yeah. okay, we'll try Speed that. Speed up so you don't spend as much right. time on the ice and it you're out of there. It must be less dangerous that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple more tips for traveling during the holiday season. Don't forget to pack your TomTom or your Garmin, especially if you're living in an alternate dimension where you don't have a cell phone. Right. Is there anything more frustrating than when your map closes and you you don't know where you're going and then you're trying to reopen it and the map's like, yeah, I'm not going to open right away. I'm going to take 10 minutes and then you get lost and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Infuriating. Frustrating. Yeah. Uh, save space in your luggage by vacationing at a nudist resort. Oh yeah. It makes it easy to pack. <laughs> you know, lots of sunscreen needed. but Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, big hat, right? Keep the sun out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Tips for traveling during the holiday season. Expect airport delays, then lose your mind anyway when they occur. Yes, that's true. It is frustrating, though. It is. Don't get me wrong. I know, but you have to expect it. You have to just go into the airport saying, you know what? This is going to be a hell for me. I'm going to pay $9 for a Bloody Mary, and I'm going to be miserable. Nine bucks. What what kind of discount of Bloody Mary are you getting? It's been a while since I've flown. So Double digits was the... Probably. Actually, you're right. Have a plan in place of who to eat first if you get stuck. (laughs) It's good to plan ahead. It's actually a good one. You know, Lord of the Flies. Who are we going to eat? Yeah. You never know, man, how long we're going to be on this island. If you're traveling on Southwest, bring earplugs so you don't have to listen to any bad holiday-themed jokes at the beginning of the flight. Yeah. Can, can we just get on? I know it's the same. Like, is, I that, know. is anybody suing the airport anymore over the, the flight thing, the, the, the seatbelt thing? Right. Uh, if, you're, if you're driving a long distance, get out of the car every two hours and stretch. Okay. Your legs, not your junk. Oh, Save that one for when you get to your destination. Got it. And uh, last but not least, uh, tips for traveling during the holiday season. To beat traffic and crowds during your Christmas travel, leave in January. (laughs) You'll be there by 2019. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Playing Factor Bull Crab Shaw. Okay. Bob Barker edition. What do you know about Bob Barker? Uh, let's see. He's a host of the uh, Price is Right for a long time. Nope, uh, made nope. an appearance in that uh, Happy Gilmore movie. It's Adam his Sandler's 95th friend. birthday today. Whoa. Bob Barker, He's 95. had some health problems lately. but He retired as host of the Price is Right over a decade ago. Is that fact or bullcrap, Shaw? Uh, I think that's fact, yeah. Hoo-ah! Yeah, that was good. Last show good was in June of 2007. He's made three guest appearances since then, including three years ago on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Drew Carey, the host now, obviously. One for one, Shaw. See how you do. Bob Barker edition of Factor Bullcrap. He hosted a game show called Truth or Consequences longer than he hosted The Price is Right. Is that Factor Bullcrap? I remember the show Truth or Consequences. I don't think he was the host of that show. I'll say Bullcrap. Hosted Truth or Consequences for almost 20 years, from 1956 to 1975, but he hosted The Price is Right for 35 years. It broke Johnny Carson's record for continuous performances on the same network TV show. Huh. Okay. Well, you got to be pretty good at your job and well-liked to keep it that long, don't you, Shaw? Oh, yeah. Back to bullcrap Bob Barker edition on his 95th birthday. His signature line at Uh the end of every Price is Right episode Uh was, take care of yourself and of each other. No, it was have your pet spayed or neutered. Hoo-ah! Jerry Springer ending his show with... Take care of yourself and each other while you fight. Yeah, please bring all your nail on my show. But yeah, help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Three for three, Shaw. You might be going for the record here. Mm, We'll see. Number four, fact of bullcrap. These are where the questions get a little more difficult. Okay. Bob Barker edition on his 95th birthday. Chuck Norris once broke 
four of Bob Barker's <laughs> ribs. Is that fact or bullcrap? I wow. Um, Ew. Yeah, I uh, I would have no idea. Let's say fact, just for fun. Hoo-ah! He trained with Chuck to get his black belt. Chuck once really? broke four of his ribs during a sparring I'm session. Kidding. Bob Barker's a black belt, huh? Bob Barker will kick your ass in real life, Chuck. That wasn't a, just a joke. Wow. Not just a thing in a movie. And trained with the best of them, Chuck friggin' Norris. Wow, I guess so. And Bob Barker took a kick from Chuck Norris, and uh, all it did was break four of his ribs. Ouch. Who's tough now? Right. Who's tough now? I have a new respect for Bob Barker. Kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Old fact, man. Factor bullcrap. <laughs> it's one of those guys that chews leather belts because they didn't have food in the Depression, yeah. right? Factor bullcrap, Shaw. Last one. Let's see if you can bat a 1,000. Bob Barker edition on his 95th birthday. Before Happy Gilmore, Bob Barker had never appeared on the big screen, only on TV. Is that factor bullcrap? No. Is, is that possible? That he's never been in something before that? Yeah. He was old. He was old. Uh, yeah, let's say bullcrap on that. Uh, that was his first, huh? And you were so close. Sorry, Shaw. <laughs> Only had three acting gigs before really? he showed up on Happy Gilmore. One was an episode of Bonanza back in 1960, a made-for-TV movie called Overlanders in 1979, and he was also on an episode of The Nanny in 1997 so where he now. played himself. Huh. All on TV, Shaw. Never on the big screen until Happy Gilmore. Hey, Shaw, just in case you were bored and you uh, wanted to spend most of your day listening to this, this is 10 hours of the Price is Right theme song back-to-back. Oh, my goodness. Somebody put that on the internet, Shaw. Seriously. They made yeah. 10 hours of the theme song wow. and put it back-to-back, so you can just continue to listen. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, really. Miley Cyrus, recently blaming her mother for getting her back on the pot, Shaw. I didn't realize her it. mother? Yeah, I guess. Don't hear that often. Miley was on the pot, got off the pot, then her mother got her back on the pot. All right. Turns out Miley's mom isn't alone. Here are the top signs your parents are stoners. Man. Moonbeam Zappa. Yeah. What's your name? (laughs) Let's start there. Is it A, B, C, D, E? (laughs) There, there. That that may not be pot. That may be something else. That's more of a prescription drug, I think. Top signs your parents are stoners. Okay. For your birthday, they take you to see Laser Floyd, man. (laughs) Special red and green version. It like fog in this time, man. Top signs your parents are stoner shot here on the morning sickness. The only thing you hear them doing late at night with the lights out in their bedroom is giggling, man. <laughs> Joke. so funny. Wow, man. Make a bong out of my head, man. Top signs your parents are stoners. They're the only parents out of all your friends who can quote Rick and Morty, man. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Used to be SpongeBob. Now it's Rick and Morty. It is. Uh, top signs: Your parents are stoners. Your friends really love your mom's brownies, man. Oh, they're delicious. They get like the, this butter is so interesting tasting. I'm not getting fruitcake this Christmas, man. Uh, top signs: Your parents are stoners. At least one of them works in radio. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a de-stress and light up this spleef. When you misbehave, they don't ground you or yell at you. They just complain that you're harsh and they're mellow, that man. Yeah, man. So difficult. Well, you got to act up, dude. Time. Come on, man. Chill time. Top signs your parents are stoners. Your only chore is finding the lighter that fell somewhere in the couch cushions, man. Can you find this for me, man? I can't find my lighter. Is there any dip to go with these chips? It'd be a lot better man. if you did. They ask you to sign a petition <laughs> making Bob Marley's birthday a national holiday, man. It isn't. Maybe not in America. <laughs> Bunch of oppressors here, man. It's a government, man. Government. government. Wow. <laughs> Top signs your parents are stoners here on the morning sickness. A few more, Shaw. The only thing they want for Christmas is your clean urine. 
God. You got any of that pee? Give me Maybe some of that. Maybe that's not just a stoner. That's something some that's I got a job that's thing that's tomorrow. Difficult. That's a... They blew your college fund on Visine and Funyuns, man. <laughs> mm. Top signs your parents are stoners. A couple more. Your dad just removed the big screen TV from the man cave so he can make room for 500 more grow lights. <laughs> Jesus. It's a side business. Her she shed has been converted, man. <laughs> that's why it burned down, man. Uh, instead of Christmas or Thanksgiving, the big family gathering is now on 420. 420, man. man. It's 420. Let's go surfing. Two more, Shaw. Okay. Your mom brings Doritos to Thanksgiving. Everybody loves it, mm-hmm. man. I wouldn't be upset about some Doritos at no, Thanksgiving. Neither. Last one, Shaw. Top signs your parents are stoners. Your mom dropped out of her garden club and signed up for an over 60 Ultimate Frisbee League, man. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's getting some exercise that way. Yeah, she's outside. It's competitive, Shaw. Fresh air for it's mom. Right. Getting in her lung. Breathe. Right. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. And even though it's been flagged for removal, which is not surprising, there was a Craigslist posting in Minneapolis for the sale of the U.S. Bank Stadium. I saw it. <laughs> so mad, the fans so mad. Uh, Vikings think so bad. They keep thinking they got this big quarterback and they thought it was going to be the promised land. They made it all the way to the NFC Championship game last year against the Eagles. got throttled. Thought they were going to be good this year. They brought in Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? No, in fact, we don't like that. We stink. A Vikings fan making his frustrations known. After putting the stadium up for sale on Craigslist. Right. Posted We're mad. That the U.S. Bank Stadium in the Minneapolis uh, section, the classified advertisements after their loss to the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night. Says, quote, for sale, lightly used $1 billion stadium, occupant as a team that only has success in breaking the hearts of fans, <laughs> long history of collecting talent with no ideas on how to use them. Oh, ouch. Included $84 million QB who can't win against teams with winning records and is 0-7 on Monday Night Football, a league record. All reasonable offers considered will even entertain ideas to convert to a homeless shelter as there is a greater chance of one of those folk becoming a success. It, of course, has been flagged for removal. I would imagine. But funny while it lasted. Man, if you've ever had a team that was good one year and then sucked the next year, you know that frustration. Well, especially when you wanted, I mean. Well, when it looked like you were trending that way for a few years to come. Desire and everything to go, yeah. (laughs) And the new facility and the reinvestment and the re-energy. Oh, man. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Stats about traveling and holidays, Shaw. Uh, you're not be busy. You're not going anywhere, are you? I uh, know. Oh, we're not either. We'll and be you're not either. just a home, and that'll be the furthest we go. Uh, we've got a couple hour drive on Christmas Day. We'll Black leave. Earth, you're going to see mom. Yep. Okay. We're leaving. Uh, so just a couple hours, but uh, families and arguing and traveling, Shaw. Yeah, it happens. Uh, the top five things that spark an argument on a road trip are. Pecan. Uh, You'll when, be in that can and you'll like it, mister. When to stop for bathroom breaks? Oh, never. On the list. Never, Shaw, right? That's Frust- right. Just keep moving. Frustrations about traffic. That makes sense. What route you're going to take? The temperature. These are so true. And man. who controls the music? Those are things that tr- well, everybody's families. Everybody's got their earbuds in now. They're all controlling their own music. Everybody, the, the, things that they fight about. Other the, stats. is The driver that, controls the music unless he gives up control of that. To, that's right somebody else. Uh, one of the passengers, right. The things that you're most likely to forget at home, by the way, your phone charger, 
Oh, nowadays, yeah. Your Little. toothbrush and or your phone. The Christmas song you're most likely to all sing along to will be Jingle Bell mm-hmm. Rock. The flat tire is the most common related car issue you're going to have during your holiday travel, so make sure you're good to go. We need new tires on our van. That just stinks because it's like a bunch of money for mm-hmm. not a lot of payoff. <laughs> Someone in your family is going to say, I'm tired, I have to go to the bathroom, and I'm hungry an average of six nice. times each while traveling this year, by the way. And your first argument in the car is going to happen 27 minutes. 27 minutes I'll take Shaw. into your trip. Barely 27 minutes. And they're already arguing. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. About 112 million people expected to travel more than 50 miles or more from home this coming mm-hmm. holiday season. God damn. Yep. We're expecting Mike's family from Utah. That's a long trip. Mm, yeah. They they're driving. Oh. I know, right? I got to be honest. The more, and I've said this before, Shaw, but the more stories we have about the horrific stories that we have from people who experience awful things at airports mm-hmm. and on planes, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. They're driving all the way. Driving sucks. Two, at, two days. Especially when it's, you know, 24 hours days, or whatever. Right. But, like, when we drove to Arizona, it was nice, man. We saw a whole lot of stuff that we wouldn't have seen. All through New Mexico, it was super right. boring. It's just a long road. with not. But, like, the, the view is so beautiful. Right. I mean, like, there's just so much to see. Yeah, if you've never seen it before, that can be a fun way to see the sights. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. What would you say is your perfect idea of a perfect Christmas, Shaw? A perfect Christmas? Yeah, like if you had to set the scene for me, if you were to have the perfect Christmas. It's a white Christmas, so there's snow on the ground. You're Grinch, so I, I, I'm i interested to see oh, what your answer would be. Twinkling lights and music. I would say family, friends, and yeah, I, delicious I family, food. Yeah, family for me is, is important. The yes. food is a big focus of that. Yeah, getting everybody together and, and yeah. hopefully, uh, you know, in good health, and, and that's a pretty good Christmas. What about decorations, Shaw? I mean, I don't care about decorations. Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I would say some sparkly, definitely some lights. Yeah. You got to have some lights. Got to have the Christmas tree, Shaw. I plugged in some lights the other night. Ooh. Did you put the tree up? No, not yet. Is that? Not yet. When does that go yeah, up? Yeah, it's like a week from Christmas right now. Perfect. What, so it goes up this weekend? Is that I, the deal? That's the plan. How many minutes after Christmas is over does it come down? The next day. Yeah. You're such a miser. Jeez. And it's fake. It's not like it's going to die right. there. It can't. Just, it's in the way. You couldn't sound any what? more Ebenezer-ish. Okay. Uh, a new survey asked people to find out what the perfect Christmas was. So they asked them specifics. Sure. I don't know what the questions were, but they broke. They got down to real nitty-gritty specific stuff here. Uh, they say that, uh, according to this survey, uh-huh. the perfect Christmas involves waking up at 7.56 a.m. Oh, it's before yeah, that. Yeah, you sleep in. That's it's good. It's before that. Well, when you have kids, yeah. yeah I it's mean, before that. I remember one one Christmas I fell asleep. It was I, I was like, you know, you say to yourself, I'm going to go to bed early, so I fall asleep, and then uh, I'll, all that time is going to pass, and I won't even know it, and, and then I wake, wake up, up and it's Christmas. Time, yeah. I w- so I went to bed at like 7 o'clock. <laughs> On Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve, oh, I went man, to bed. You're up at like 1, right? No, <laughs> I woke up and it was 10, and I thought I'd slept in till 10 a.m. I looked up the clock in my room, like, and I didn't, you know, and I was a kid. I didn't know any right. better. So I ran out, and, you know, I saw the lights on in the living room, so they I knew my, my parents were already up, which is very uncommon, obviously, when I was a child. And I run in, and I'm like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> and they're they're on the floor. I, I kid you not. They're on the floor wrapping my Christmas presents. Right. And my and dad's like, get the F out of here! <laughs> Merry Christmas, son. I was like, oh, man. I had already known for years that they were doing the... 7.52 is when I'm getting up? Is that... 7.56. 56. Okay, that's ideal time. Snow, definitely. uh, I think fresh fallen snow, too, according to this survey. So four inches of snow outside, which is just enough to be nice and cover everything that's garbage looking. 
Uh, like your leaf piles that the city doesn't pick up because they're terrible at their job. Well, uh, and the ice and the hardness that's all. But there it's right also now. not too much where you're going to break your back shoveling it necessarily. Okay. Uh, having one real Christmas tree. <clears throat> or a Christmas tree would be nice. <clears throat> or a fake tree, whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Sparkly lights. You don't even have to string the lights. They're already strong. You just pop it up. <laughs> Put the ornaments up. You'll yeah, do that. Okay. Yeah. You'll be visited by three ghosts, Ebenezer. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> You're such a miser. No, I don't want to take a, a stupid tree. Uh, getting seven presents, very specific. Seven. Holy moly, okay. Not one, not seven, or not five, but seven. Seven presents. Um, also on this survey, the perfect Christmas, the people say that, uh, this is, a, this is a lot. I gotta be honest. And my wife and I watch, uh, Christmas Story. I told you this the other day, Shaw. We try to watch it. Only on Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, they start at 7 p.m. And usually we're watching it while we're eating dinner with our parents and opening presents. And then after they leave. We catch it all. Uh, we go downtown and we watch it when we're at John's bar having a few beverages. And then we watch it once when we get home. Then we go to bed. And then when, as soon as we get up, we start watching Turn it in the morning. Again. And then we have it on all day. Okay. Um, but they say watching five different Christmas movies on oh, Christmas. What? On one day? That's like 10 hours, dude. No, that's a lot of watching. That's not happening. We do it. I mean, with the Christmas story. Um, having as many family members together as possible right. is on the list of the perfect Christmas. I would say so, yes. Mm-hmm. And then eating at 2.33 p.m. Very specific. Hmm, yeah, I guess so. Ordered usually, big usually. ham yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yes. Or the other day, anyway. We do breakfast so do we. at my house. Like and then we... Thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we usually too. pancakes and stuff. But then we have a... Then we travel. Then we get in the car. And then yeah. we go to... And then we, we have another one at like We six. do mimosas when we get up, uh, you know, because we're pretty hungover. And uh, <laughs> so we do mimosas to get in the spirit. Yeah, to feel festive, Shaw. Ten and, movie or five movies, though. Well, That's hey, a lot. All right, so we watch Christmas Story from seven until nine at our house, and then usually we leave sometime between nine and ten to go downtown. Then we catch it at least once when we're downtown, most of it, and then we catch it once when we get back. So there's yeah. almost three viewings. Then we get up in the morning and we we watch it at least once or twice before we leave our house and go to her cousin's house. So now you're talking five. Uh, and then when we get to her cousin's house, it's on. We're there for a couple hours. We watch it once yeah. or twice. And then we watch it. We definitely sit down and watch it one more time before it comes to an end, the 24-hour marathon. So we get a good six, maybe wow. even seven viewings All of it. All in 24 hours, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's the one day a year when I watch A Christmas Story. I never watch it again until Christmas. It's sort of, you know, it's tradition. Yeah, I get it. You understand tradition, don't you, Ebenezer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. My tradition is I pull the tree out a few days before Christmas and yes. take it down the day after. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Janet Jackson will be joining her brother Michael as a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Hall says she's one of seven new members. Uh, Radiohead, The Cure, Roxy Music, and The Zombies will also be ushered in next week. Def Leppard didn't get in? Pardon? Def Leppard didn't make it? They did. They were the top fan vote getter they are in along with stevie nicks as well uh stevie nicks is already in the hall as a member of fleetwood mac she def leppard and roxy music voted in as first time nominees miss jackson if you're nasty that's right nasty boys don't mean a thing are you getting turned up to this in the club shaw (laughs) 
grinding up on chicks on their booty. Were you getting on chicks' booties? Yeah, you see that happening, dude? Back in the 90s uh-huh. in your little sweater vest? Yeah, back in the 90s when <laughs> yeah. I was in my 40s? Yeah, right. You like right. that cardigan? That. You like that, yeah, girl? Yeah, how do you That's like these khakis? cashmere. What do you like? <laughs> I got it tucked into my khakis. What do you think about that? I only wish I had your yeah. moves. Scott and Robert Shaw grinding up on that booty. Hey, hey, hey. I tell you, I got these There's khakis. a party over here. I'm waving my hands like I just don't care, and I got on clean <laughs> underwear. Is that what you were doing in the club, Yes, Brian, that's what I was doing, yes, at the club. Got these khakis. Wherever this club is, you speak of. My mom bought me these khakis. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Party in my pants and you're invited. (laughs) (laughs) You ever met a man with three first names? Here it is. Scott Robert Shaw. Getting turned up. (laughs) You guys on my side. Mr. Shaw, if you're nasty. (laughs) Nasty girls. Give me a beat. But, uh, Shaw. Jolly Rancher in my Zima. Shaw's the kind of guy who would kick open a club door. Just kick it. Bouncer, get out of my face. Right. Shaw just kicks the door and big plume of smoke right behind him. I'm here to dance up on booties. I'm here to look good in this sweater vest, and I plan to execute. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's enough of that. I'm just fooling. I'm goofing. We've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com.